Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. It's the week of January 31st, 2024. This is episode 273, and I'm your host, Chris Randazzo. Joining me tonight is franchise family, Karen Randazzo. That's quite a revelation. Store brand Captain America, Evan Goldstein. I have a podcast. And Godzilla warning sign, Angie Vernot. Fire in the hole. This month was my pick, and I chose Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. Why was there no Kurt Russell in my Kurt Russell show? Let's find out. But first... How the heck are you? Everybody doing okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. How are you? I am all right. I'm having, a, I'm having a weird problem that I'm not entirely sure how to deal with, and I would like your uh, input on. Set it on fire. Well, that, that has might not been, work. It, it, yeah, it's, <laughs> the fire has been involved in alleviating some of the problem, but... <laughs> Yes. All right, so we have these two, uh, our daughter, Ellie, she's really good friends with these two girls who live next door. They have been over here, like, every day for the last week or so. And Ugh, lock your which door. Which is fine. They're, they're very loud. They're eating us out of house and home. But whatever, it keeps Ellie occupied. It's fine. However, they keep punishing our bathroom. I mean, these little girls are dropping the fattest, most foul, unreasonable oh dumps Adult in our deuces. house. I I don't even I don't I don't even know. It is it is putrid. Is like aggressively foul. And there was one day in this last week where I had to unclog the toilets three times because they're just just going in there. Wrecking the joint, stuffing a bunch of toilet paper in after him, and calling it a day. Cool. And cool. I don't know how to handle this situation. Like, I walked over to put something in the laundry room, and the stench that came out of the bathroom as I walked by damn near knocked me on my ass. And I don't know what to do about this. So how are you, how is the relationship with the parentals? Eh. All right. She's an odd duck. She's like... 50% of the time, she's perfectly nice to me. Okay. The other 50% of the time, she's completely standoffish, and I have absolutely no idea why. And uh, she doesn't really talk to me, although we are Instagram friends. Okay, okay. All she right. did actually thank me for... Uh, all providing of free daycare, <laughs> free aftercare all week. <laughs> yeah, like, because the kids will just, they, you know, after school, it's just... They, as soon as Ellie's done with their homework, as soon as they're allowed, they just come here and stay for hours. And they were here like all weekend long. And uh, she did thank me for that, which is kind of a first. But uh, still, it's it's a not really. I, I don't have a close enough relationship to be okay. like, you know, could you cut me a check for all the snacks they're eating, or like, 
<laughs> maybe right, so... maybe tell them to take one of their otherworldly dumps before they leave the all house. Right, so first, <laughs> all right, what you got to do, you got to go to like a Walmart or something and get those little um, tree-shaped air fresheners and just and pin it to their clothing. <laughs> and then when you take, like the next time they leave, walk them home and, and look at the parents and say, listen, I know this may be weird, but I think... Your children are dead inside because the <laughs> smells, they, I think they may be rotting from the inside out. You may want to go to the doctors because I need to repaint my bathroom because the shit's the paint peeling. Is peeled off the wall. <laughs> I just, it's, it's really just astounding. They're so tiny too. They're like right? the tiniest children. They're very small, petite, short. Well, how do you think they stay so small? They keep leaving the shit at your house. <laughs> I suppose that's true. I'm they leave lighter than they came. <laughs> I'm very concerned about these children and their well-being. Uh, are they really children and not goblins? How is it that they can produce so much dookie? Um, I mean, if they're three not three times, I've had to unclog. I had to unclog the toilet twice downstairs. And once upstairs, like, what are you doing? Is it toilet paper? Could it be a toilet paper issue? It's definitely both. Okay. Okay. Because, like, that's also a thing. So, so oh, it's a thing. I had a conversation with them about that. Just like putting softball sized wads of toilet paper. Like, what are you doing? What are you... I guess so. Okay. That's not free. That's so, not free. No, like yeah, the that's snacks. Mm -mm. So, question is, how stable does their normal household appear to be? Eh. <laughs> I'm going to go with no. Okay, because I'm going to be honest with you. I think what may be happening is you may be providing, as far as the snacks are concerned, like a level of stability and maybe food that they're not accustomed to. So, Oh, no, they have plenty of snacks at home. Oh, okay. That's, that's definitely not a question. There's plenty of snacks involved at home because well, sometimes fuck. in that case it's not, not recently but in 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 recent memory they have come over with snacks good they would they would run home and get snacks and then come back and then i think they figured out at some point that i like our snacks better and so now they don't do that anymore they're just like i want snacks okay so here's what you <laughs> and do Ellie's like let's let's snack it up <laughs> no chris you're an adult you say hey child go back to your house go get your own goddamn snack and then come back and hang out with my kid and that's it. And just be like, oh, sorry, guys, you're here and you want snacks. Oh, we're all out. We only have enough for Ellie. But you can go get snacks from home and bring them. While yeah, there, I can't get, pull that trick because the they paper. know where the snacks are. They can look at the See, these, these children are very good at challenging. Like, <laughs> they know where the snacks are. So if I say, I'm sorry, we don't have enough snacks, they'll be like, there's 67 packs of fruit snacks right there in that cabinet. I know I counted them when you weren't looking like that's cool. not a game I can play with them. I mean, I can just tell them to go no. home and get their own snacks. <laughs> yes. but yeah. I can't trick them. There's then no, just there's no tell them. them. I can absolutely put lay down the law and be like, no, go home and get your own damn snacks. But yeah. that doesn't you solve let the shitty problem. I'm not going to yeah. be like, you can't use my bathrooms anymore, kids. No, I'm just saying one problem at a time, you know, like, I mean, you could take the toilet paper out, and when you see them going, hand them, like, four squares and say, this is what you're allowed to <laughs> ration use. The, ration, ration the toilet God, paper. Yeah. so horrifying. And then when they realize, because they don't have, you know, probably know how to 
adequately wipe themselves with four squares, that they're, it's not the right place to be taking a dump. It's safer to go home. So Evan's strategy is to Make them break miserable. the children. And not your kids. Them. Well, yeah. that sort of backfired on me a little bit today. It was garbage oh. day. Now, I told the one girl, uh, you know, how about using a reasonable amount of toilet paper? And what I'm pretty sure happened was that she used a reasonable amount of toilet paper, but in order to not plug the toilet, she just threw it in the trash. So when I went to change the trash in the bathroom, there was a sight to, <laughs> there was a sight to see Ooh. and a smell of smell. And <laughs> yeah. Wow, I do not envy anyway. you. This is why we're not having children. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> so TV, what's going on with you guys, huh? Also, we sound like monsters in this situation. I, I promise Why? you we're not. I Why? Don't hear... the, there's nothing monstrous about going, hey, this kid's eating all of my food. Not my kid. Shitting up all my house. Not my not my kid. Like, it's not your kid. There's right. definitely something monstrous happening right here. There's no judgment. Yeah. If you started fitting, this statement with story Ellie and this John... Are doing this, and we continue down this path. Yes, then you would be monsters, but you didn't do that. Yeah. Your children are good in this situation, apparently. Sharing. <laughs> Congratulations! Now you know you've done a good job parenting because your children know how to wipe their asses. Can you tell Ellie to go over to their house, eat a bunch of their snacks, <laughs> and, and take a giant dump on and their couch? Wreck their bathroom. Retribution. <laughs> Can you train your Ellie, child? I want you to go over there and wreck their shit. <laughs> Literally. God, that's so fucked up. I love it. So, hon, what have you been watching? <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, we we do a podcast, and it's about television. And guys, I just want you to not know, about just, children's bathroom habits. I I love this conversation so much, and also I am currently in the midst of drawing a four page comic story. Where first of all, I just impressed myself because I forgot how much work I'd already done. But second of all. Um, there is a small child who does have an evil twin, and I'm now wondering if, like, maybe that's the issue. Is they're just evil children? Maybe they they're multiply like multiply in the bathroom and then they subtract it on the way out. Like they're they're like little mirror goblins, and they're just reproducing. And then, like, the evil one comes out, takes a giant shit, and then like lets the other one back out to play. And it's like, no, no is my punishment anyway so what i've been watching uh we actually just this evening finished the final season of letter kenny and it's really as much as i love that show i'm not sure if i know how to talk about this having ended because i was far more emotional than i thought i was going to be um and we hadn't watched a season in so long we've been watching shorzy because letter kenny hasn't had any new content in several months so also i have like no memory so that doesn't really help anything um and then we're watching this final episode and i had just really started to feel like i'd reconnected with the show and we just went through like everything with daryl and like dairy becoming a degen and everybody talking about being stuck and i was like oh my god they're gonna leave letter kenny and everything is terrible and i don't think i can handle this i'm not ready for the end uh and then, you know, it, that's not what happened. Because when a friend asks for help, you help him. Um, McMurray. Yeah. Right? Fucking I was McMurray. really, really ready to just be like, McMurray, I'm going to burn your whole house down. Um, 
But well, McMurray is kind of a kind of a scumbag, but oh, he does come for, through yeah. when you yeah. need him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I don't. In what, so we watched all of them in at least it was probably in like three, maybe four sittings <clears throat> because last night we had watched. So there was eight episodes, I think. And we watched six. There was only six. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We watched uh, three and four. And then I looked at what, like we only have two left. Like we have to go watch something else. And then we proceeded to watch something else. And then when we came back, you know, those two episodes happened. And I don't remember when it actually happened in the f- four episodes, but um, they McMurray had started the con- started a conversation properly, and then yeah, he's yeah. like, "We finally did it!" It <laughs> was at the party, it, and he's like, "God damn it, you fucked it up again!" <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, that was it at at like Hooters, but Snooters. Snooters. Yes, <laughs> Everyone was partying at Snooters. Um, yeah, and, you know, it was, it was just, uh, it was kind of interesting because, like, he breaks up, like, uh, Wayne and, and Rose, I think it was, uh, they break up and, like, but it was, like, was kind of... a little of, bit of a bummer. Yeah, it, it was kind of an unexpected thing because she's like, you know, I really love where I am and blah, blah, blah. And you get it, but it's just one of those, like, I mm. think it was kind of, it almost felt like they were asking the audience like what do you think being stuck looks like because wayne doesn't want to give up anything he feels like this is exactly where he belongs and he's not willing to go somewhere and try something else even though he has this like really strong relationship and it just kind of feels like he doesn't want to give up being the toughest guy in letter kenny he doesn't want to give up where he is he doesn't want to try being somewhere new he doesn't want to go out of his comfort zone and he just wants to be exactly who he is where he is and like for me looking at that i was almost like i like he's he's right back where he was in the first episode in some ways the only thing that really changed is in this season he was like maybe we don't have to fight as much but like (laughs) then he still goes and brawls so it was a it was kind of just like i was almost a little bit sad for him um but everybody was still like there together and happy at the end and if and you know as long as they still have that sense of community which it seemed like they kept that together that was cool um but i i was curious to know like did you guys have any of those thoughts did you make that observation at all or hearing me say that what are your what are your reactions to that I never felt like Wayne was stuck i feel like the other people maybe thinking they were stuck um just made him it's like sort of like once you think about a blue car you just start seeing blue cars everywhere Mm -hmm. that he just kind of was thinking that about himself even though he didn't actually feel that way being the toughest guy in letter kenny is part of who he is um being the glue of the community is who he is wayne has always known who he is and i don't think that leaving letter kenny would have been right for him Mm. Um, yeah, I kind of felt that too. Like I was, but I felt like, you know, where he, where you said that he was like, uh, maybe we don't need to fight all the time is like the right level of growth. Like he's, he's (laughs) not exactly right, right, right back where he started. He is, you know, he's changing a little bit and people aren't going to, people aren't going to change a hundred percent 
of who they are, but that doesn't mean they can't show some growth. Mm-hmm. He was, he, I feel like he was from the very first episode, he was where he was supposed to be at all times. <clears throat> and when I, I just went to go look up the girlfriend's name, I'm going to go with Rose. Cause I don't remember it either. She was, she, she was happier where she was. I mean, the way they explained it, like, when I when I'm getting ready to leave, I get excited to go, and I just I don't get that same excitement to come home. Mm-hmm. So that means that's not that's not home for you. Like you're you are where you're supposed to be, and the the roller coaster of change that happened for the it was pretty much you know the three out of the four main cast members you know watching you know Katie wear a sombrero and Dan go all. <laughs> Amish for some reason or, or Mennonite. Squirrely Dan. Um and like Daryl didn't really change. He just said that he was like a different thing, but listen, he declared it on video. He's a fucking DJ. Which which is fine, but it's not like he, he fundamentally changed. He still wore his 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 clothes. Barn clothes. He was barn clothes <laughs> yeah. And he still spoke like the way he normally spoke like everybody else changed as they were figuring shit out daryl stayed the same and ended ended up figuring something out which i was proud of him like he realized you know this is not where i want to be this shit's dangerous i don't want to be here on saturday i really thought he was gonna actually get shot and i did not like where that was headed I thought, I no thought Wayne. Wayne was going to take the bullet. Yeah. yeah I, I well, thought the, you know, Wayne was going to just take the bullet and then just fucking take the bullet and yeah. then turn around and beat the shit out of everybody. Yeah. Like, I just, I thought they were going to actually shoot somebody and I was really, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not really here to tout my feelings about guns and gun ownership, but that was one of those times where I was like, mm, maybe this guy shouldn't have a gun. <laughs> D-Gens be D-Gens. No, that guy... Definitely shouldn't have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, how did you guys feel about the ending? I I, I was I, I I dug the 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 last season, and it's more or less in its entirety. I there was a <clears throat> the hard line stance of show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Mm. Um, was. That 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 line kept like rubbing me the wrong way because it was like okay, I, okay, Katie, Katie, okay, okay, Katie, okay, okay, um, but when it came down to it, it really just when I when I started to think about it uh, more, I did understand where they were coming from because it seemed it seemed weirdly intolerant for uh, to to be coming out of them, and then once I thought about it, it's like well, when you're friends with people who you know are okay being with friends being friends with people who are just like that then that means that you're okay with people being like that mm-hmm. and i was like I, once i once i came to grips with it i was like yeah that that does make sense that's that it's, tracks it's um, interesting to be, fair, <laughs> to be fair to be fair thank you uh, I would also say that uh, she was really doubling down mostly because they do that thing where they pick a line in an episode and then they'll like really hold on to it. 
So I feel like it was partially mm-hmm. writing in that one, but it was also partially like they were trying to drive home a point more because so, they've, I mean, like you said, they're, they're fr- like McMurray is like not a good dude. Like, <laughs> but I think so in this case, it was more about driving home a point in that situation, even though in some ways it makes them a little bit of a hypocrite. Well, I mean, she was she was saying she repeated repeatedly saying that over and over and over again, and I think she was also speaking for Wayne. Like Wayne was silent pretty much the whole time when it came to Daryl, up until the very end. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's a rough way to say, but you know. The company that you keep speaks volumes about you because that's... Yeah, like you know, McMurray's kind of awful, but he doesn't appear to be harmfully awful. Mm. Right, like <laughs> right. him and his wife, whatever the hell is going on there, they are both, you know, they both clearly understand the deal and he's not like being horrible to his wife. They're consenting yeah, adults. Whereas the DGENs are actively make, they actively make things worse around them. Yes. And you know, guys like kicking the dog and, and stuff like that. So, and and like, that's, that's something that I, I don't know if I would, would say struggle with because it's not like I deal with a lot of people, but it's one of those things like you can, there are, without getting too uh, into the world, there are people who hang certain flags outside of their houses in our neighborhood who are on surface level, extraordinarily nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be perfectly friendly to you, to your face, but, Right underneath the surface, I see that flag, and I know what it stands for, and so there's something really rotten there. So mm-hmm. just because you're outwardly nice, I know what you stand for, and if I'm friends with you, then that means that I am okay with... I. Somebody had posted something recently on Facebook that I really wanted to say something about, but it was not worth getting into that conversation... But they were talking about how, you know, I, uh, thinking back on a time before when before everyone everyone got so political and like, why does it matter who, who your friends' politics are and, and you know politics and religion? They should just stay out of it and just you know people just be friends. And it's like, well, politics and religion are kind of a big part of the kind of person you are. Like, if your politics are everyone who doesn't look like me should die. I don't care if we both like Nintendo games. Mm. You should, I shouldn't be friends with you. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's really what it was. The, the heart of what she was getting to was, is, uh, you know, they're, they're being really nice to Derry and they made Derry laugh and, and they made him feel good about himself. But just that one nice thing doesn't really change who they are at their core. Mm. They're the D gens. They're, Mm shooting each other and causing ruckuses in places for the wrong reasons and kicking dogs. And that's just not okay. Uh, but you know, on the whole, I was, I was really afraid of where that, where this season was going. I was like, all right, everyone's growing and changing. And he's, you know, squirrely Dan's going to be a Mennonite and she's going to move to Mexico. And, uh, I guess that Wayne's going to decide to up and leave. And, uh, because, he'll determine that you know being with dogs and being with his girlfriend is the most important thing to him and that 
as somebody who currently lives in his hometown, that kind of made me sad because I left. You know, I grew up here and I love this town. I, I love where I grew up. I love the people that are here. Uh, and everyone kept telling me this place is a shithole and you should just move away and there's better things everywhere else in the world. And so I moved to New York and I know that never felt like home to me. This was my home. That whole thing where she was talking about how, how excited she was to go there, um, and not excited to go back. That's how I felt when I would visit home. You know, I would come here and I'd be so excited to come here and then it'd be like, well, it's time to go home. And I'd be like hopping a bus back to New York and well, okay, <laughs> this is where my life is. And this is where lots of things that I care about are, but it's not, you know, I'm not excited to get back there. Mm. Uh, and so that, that really, that, that struck home with me and it made me so sad that the two of them split up because they were, they were very good for one another. Um, not sure how I felt about Katie's friend kind of sort of coming on to Wayne in the end there, but no, it's, it's open-ended. It's fine. Uh, but I was really happy to see everybody come to terms with, like, Katie not moving to Mexico made just the absolute the most sense in the world. She's like, I need four seasons. I was like, fuck yeah, you do. I yeah. need four seasons, too. <laughs> yeah. And Squirrely Dan just being like, you know, I tried it, and uh, it's not for me. Uh, it, 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 just, it just made me happy that everybody... That the show didn't hammer home the point that leaving home is the only option. It's the only yeah. thing that you should do because if you know if you don't leave home for good, uh, then you're just not growing as a per person. And I don't necessarily hold to that because sometimes, sometimes homes where the people you want to be around are, and it's it, it may not be the greatest place in the the history of the world, but it's home, and that's where family and friends are. Mm -hmm. I like it here. I think home is where the heart is. Sorry. That is true. I think the show did a good job of of um, kind of showcasing different ways where, that people sometimes try to change their lives, whether it's hanging out with a different group of people, trying a different like way of doing things, or like just going to a different place. Um, and it's okay to try those things, and to, it's just as okay to discover that they're not for you and to go back. And, you know, that home was really in my backyard the whole time. Just like Dorothy said, whatever the hell she said. She got back to Kansas. Yeah, we'll go with that. It sounds right. Sounded right. Sounded good to me. Thank yeah. you. Um, I also, just to go back to Katie saying the thing about show me who your friends are. Katie's always been uh, a hard ass on the surface and a softy underneath. And I really felt like that line that she kept repeating was uh, had a double meaning where on the surface she was saying like these degens if you're friends with these degens then you're a degen and you're you know you're a bad person but i feel like what she was saying underneath it was these people aren't your friends mm -hmm. we're your friends yes i was and, just thinking that you know so you're like us and you need to come back yep but because she's such a hard ass that's how she had to like deliver it yeah that actually makes a lot of sense for her too i love that cool i Thanks. love an analyzing letter kenny making it so much smarter than it probably is no i mean the show is so brilliant that way where it's like it's it's it, it reminds me of the good place in that way even though the the shows could not be more different like 
they're very smart and very stupid at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like they have a lot to say, and they have a lot of heart and a lot of wisdom, and then just the dumbest, raunchiest humor that you could possibly think of. I was so happy that they went back to making fun of the the hockey players. Like yes. oh, yeah. it didn't even make a whole <laughs> lot of sense, you know, because they had all kind of become friends. But it was that was. That was what sold me on the show. It was the opening scene of the first episode. As soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm 100% into this. This is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my goddamn life. <laughs> like 11 seasons later, I don't even know your fucking name. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good, good. Well, stuff. very cool. I'm glad that everybody got to see it and that we could like chat on it a little bit because... It's been a it's great, great show. show. Great, great show. Yeah. And we're getting <clears throat> more of it, just a slightly different flavor with, with you know. Shorzy. Shorzy. It's same mentality. There's other things in development in the Letterkenny universe or whatever. Yeah, I read a, little, a story a little while back that, like, that, I guess, Crave um, yeah. just signed, like, a huge deal with Jared Kiso for, like, you know, five more shows or something. Yeah. Like, we love you. Please never leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good to go. I'm happy about it. <laughs> Good for him. I'm sorry. The, the, the final, like when they're going to the rave and he turns and there's nobody in there. And then like, it, <laughs> it was a, like, there was this huge pregnant pause. And then all of a sudden Wayne just sticks his head out. Hey, the door's fucking locked. Come on. That was so great. <laughs> You let us and in. the way they shot that, where it was from the stage, so you could barely see that window in the background, and just the shape of him appear in the window mm. was perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good, good, good stuff. So, all right, I will. I will talk about the other thing that we have <laughs> finished up. We watched. Um, so. We are apparently fans of of big manly men. Um, yeah, we are. Well, I mean, so when <laughs> hold on, just one second, because I, I am trying. I am trying to wrap my mind around the, this. Whoa. Whoa! Thought you were trying to wrap something else nah. around something else there yeah. for a minute. Hey, so, so we finished Reacher, okay? And as Reacher we were out. watching it, <laughs> I, I immediately started looking on to what's <laughs> coming up. And uh, they've already they've announced a season three. Oh, phrasing! Yeah, <laughs> there's absolutely no way I'm getting Are around we still doing that. Phrasing? So, um, <laughs> oh boy, there's no way around it. Huh? Yeah, it's I'm gonna, just I'm gonna there. Let you, I'm gonna let you it's in your yourself. face. <laughs> it's too big to get around. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> Title of the episode: There's no way around it. There's no way around it. Um. So we finished season two of Reacher, and I, I think I liked this season better than the first one because of all the secondary characters that were in this season. That the the team the the hundred and tenth like they brought out the best in the Jack Reacher character. I like it, it was a completely different show. Because of those, like there was, you know, some camaraderie in the first season, but this was 
leaps and bounds more. It actually showed a, 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 another side to, to, to Jack because he was, he was like oddly like their father figure throughout most of their careers. And they did such a good job showing how he was the black sheep and, and they all stuck together family wise. And then at the end, he admits it like, you know, this, this is my family and everything that led through this whole season showed that like it just beat after beat after beat that the, 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 the lengths that he went to, to, to protect these people and, and, you know, never like there was the one guy that he just refused to give up on because like he said, he would never turn. And then by the end of the, by the end of the season, we realized that he didn't. Yeah, Reacher was right. Yeah, Reacher was right. Um, but I did not like the 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 reassurance that we got was a jar with the dude's finger and his eyeball in it. And I'm like, oh, that was you could have just. I didn't need that. We could have just said, you know, he was still a good guy. He was, you know. But I thought they did a, a great job. I cannot wait for season three. My understand my understanding is is that they're going to go away from this this family dynamic kind of thing where it's going to be more of a standalone Jack Reacher story. Which... I hope they keep Neely though because man oh man she just is so awesome and their their <laughs> chemistry like and it's not romantic chemistry it's just like friendship like their bond is fucking awesome. Yeah it, it's it, all of the like all of the characters in this this season were great like they played off of each other well they you know um Carla, the the love interest for this season, like this strong female that he needed was like part of his team the whole time. And like he couldn't say that he liked her because he was the boss. Like that, there was a lot of depth to this show that was in essence this gigantic man going around beating the ever living shit out of people. Yeah. Episode after episode after episode. And the fact that he faced off to a one time Terminator just spoke volumes to me like but that was great the true highlight is watching him run because it <laughs> defies gravity a man of that size in that much motion i feel like something should be happening around him like the air should ripple or like the ground should shake Shit. like it was we were we were talking and i'm like you know i i i believe every fist that he swings like i believe all of those headbutts and those punches and those elbows and kicks i believe all of that but as soon as i see him running <laughs> next to someone i don't believe it anymore and i'm gonna say it was in the last episode um he turns to neely and, and he says like how much ammo you got left and she goes not enough to c cover your slow ass and i'm like oh it's true he is he's a giant fucking loaf of a human being that just doesn't know how to run it was it was reassuring that I wasn't the crazy one. It's yeah, well, it's like one of those things. Like, all right, so we were just talking Letter Kenny, right? So, like, look at how giant Wayne is, and like he has like that very specific form when he runs, right? Like mm -hmm. when Barreling. Reacher runs, it's it's as if I'm like, if he's his heart is gonna explode. Like <laughs> the man is so large and ma like. He's got to be on drugs. He's got to be on drugs because the, no human should look like that. Like, I mean, I'm not complaining, but like, 
you pointed and you said something specific in, during one of the episodes. Like you said, there's something wrong with his lat. Look at the back of his neck. Yeah. And it was bad. Like, that shouldn't be there. His lats, which for anyone who doesn't know, or no, not his lats, his traps, his uh, his trapezius muscles, which are uh, the ones that like run up the top of your shoulders into your neck and help support your head. They uh, were so large on him that when he turned his head at one point and you could see the back, they were like slightly bulging off the back like he, like most people if you look at the back of their neck it's like kind of like a it could be like a thick cord right but like it's sort of a straight-ish line like no nah, that shit had like a bump like it, i was like his muscles are so big that they have extra muscle like this is ju- i can't with this man i literally cannot <sighs> it, it was ridiculous and he was so like he's so wide like he's so well, i'm like <laughs> What is that like? Like, he was that guy who, like, sat on the bus at the end of the show, and I'm like, you can't sit next to him. Like, he's the dude who needs two seats on a plane. Not because he's, because Not because he's, he's large. overweight. It's yeah, because he's because wide. Because he's massive. Yeah. I do like the fact that the end of... So, of course, the, the Reacher team wins, and they get... They walk away with a suitcase full of bearer bonds, which, because Jack Reacher doesn't have any attachment to money they said you know you're responsible for divvying it up and his his takeaway from i mean it was like 65 million or 68 million dollars in bearer bonds he took care of everybody on the team everybody's family who like somehow died in in this show like everybody was taken care of and his takeaway was like unlimited bus rides for a year like that was his big get for the show come on just take a little like a car why not he just took 268 space books for lunch gas and tolls there you go (laughs) perfect (laughs) it it was i'm so happy that a season three is coming out i you know i look forward to this show because it is so fun it's mildly heartwarming when we see him you know lead the team or or you know like they opened up this season with him defending this poor woman who's getting (laughs) carjacked out of nowhere and just walks away like yeah well it wasn't even that she was being carjacked right her kid was in the car she was being forced to empty out her bank account and like it, it was just like this whole thing and he acts like it's nothing and one of the things that i like is that He's not super expressive, but the actor himself actually does a pretty good job with, like, subtlety. So, he won't be, like, putting out a ton of emotion, but you'll still see little bits of, like, body language or, like, a pause or whatever. And and you just look at him and you're like, okay, so he's this, like, really matter-of-fact dude, but you can see that he also cares very deeply. He has a very strong sense of justice and right or wrong and morals and honor and all this other stuff. And Evan, oh my God, Evan, when you suggested that he wants to watch now the Tom Cruise movies, and I just oh no. don't think I'm I just can do curious it. because this is so good and such a a a it's yeah. a correct interpretation of the character. I don't remember the Tom Cruise version. Um, I think they open like if a, the first season opened up with him being arrested in the diner. Okay, I think that's how the movie opens up as well. And I'm like, due to the fact they do pretty much the same thing, I'm curious to see what Tom Cruise brought to the role that 
like it has to compensate for who like the 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 physical like the physical character that is Jack Reacher is is an important part of the story. He is a big dude that like doesn't take shit from anybody, has no problems like killing people. Like he he literally blew a balloon up in a it, inside of a human threatening to make his insides explode and like he started to do that. Like that he, he will torture like those are characteristics that I don't see coming out of Tom Cruise for well, some reason. And that's a thing that I will say that I did have some concern about is that there's an aspect of this show, and I was curious if you had thought about this at all, that's like glorifying this behavior. And I feel like we're in this weird time where like, I'm just worried that some dude's going to be like, I'm Jack Reacher in real life. And everyone's going to be like, oh, fuck. I, I don't know, but I'm okay with, Alan Richardson as Jack Reacher solving every problem with a headbutt. He's great. I don't ever want to see him in any other role. <laughs> I'll show you Hawk. He played Hawk. I know. I know. I don't I don't need that. I'm good. Oh. I believe the technical term for a description of this man that you're reaching for is built like a brick shit house. But the thing is, I feel like a dude who's built like a brick shit house would be more like the detective guy that they had because he was like short and squat. And that's how I feel like people describe this man is built like a fucking term. He's like an Iron Man with no metal. Like, I don't I just there are not where he's like an he's orcish. <laughs> So it's well, that's just I, upsetting. The, the, I mean, he's really squinty. Like honestly, though, I think if you put him in a, like a Warcraft game, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Sick. <laughs> okay, makes yeah. sense. That character, yeah. that character. I mean, race. look, and nothing against him. I think he's a good-looking dude. Like, I'm not trying to be me. I'm just saying, like, body. T- like, I'm. If you think of it, like, like he would squash Thor. He's like in between <laughs> Thor and Hulk. He's like somewhere in the middle of those two. At, so. At the very beginning of this season, they did a throwaway line with Robert Patrick about Sarah Connor. Yeah. And I thought Great. that was funny. Like that was that was that was an Easter egg for those that were paying attention. And at the very end they so missed the opportunity for Robert Patrick to call Alan Richardson a Terminator. Jesus yeah. Christ, you're built like Schwarzenegger kind of situation. I wanted that to happen. As, you know, he was theoretically beating up Jack Reacher, which I didn't believe for a <laughs> second. No. Uh, so I, we enjoyed it. We had a good time with it. I can't wait for season three. More Jack. Yeah, that'd be good. What do you guys got? Well, I guess speaking of comparing movie versions and TV versions, I can go next. <laughs> Uh, we watched all of the Netflix series Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, mm-hmm. um, I started watching which it. was like an anime sort of animated version. Um, I don't know the comics, so I uh, please forgive me, comics um, purists, whether how closely the show um adheres to the comics well the show was kind of a sequel to both the movie and the comics ah so okay uh, from what i've come to understand the show wasn't an adaptation of the comics it was okay thank you that helps clear some things up so the the first episode of the show were about um 
like most of it, is not an exact remake, but um, damn close. Sort of, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a spiritual um, reproduction of the live action movie. There's some different lines and some different things happen, but note for note, basically. It's the setup from the movie to the point where they get to Sex Babom's first gig, where the first uh, Evil X shows up to challenge Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I should put an extra spoiler warning here for anybody who hasn't seen it yet and wants to. Uh, that's where it diverges from the movie and becomes something else entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it, that way they did it was so brilliant because the whole first episode really lulls you into a sense of like oh okay this is nice this is basically just the movie but in a different format and it's just different enough to hold my interest but it's not so different that I'm like I need to put down what I'm doing and pay attention to this so I can follow it it's just like well oh oh that's not how I remember him saying that or whatever um, and then just wildly different. So, uh, Scott ends up losing the first fight. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and, uh, it, it first appears that he is killed, but then Ramona, uh, figures out that he was in fact pulled through a portal to elsewhere. And the rest of the series becomes this sort of like mystery show of her like investigating what happened to Scott? Where did Scott go? And uh, this kind of alternate universe for the rest of the characters of like, what were they? What? What? How would their lives have turned out if Scott didn't win that fight? Mm. Um, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Um, they're very different fates for all the evil exes. Uh, some of them. I felt like a lot of them were less evil than in the movie, that they were more just kind of, like, going along with uh, Gideon's plan uh, until until the, uh, so it's, what is his name, Math- Matthew Patel? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the first evil ex. Uh, he wins the fight, quote unquote, and then he goes back to Gideon and he's like, uh, I'm in charge now. And, like, you have to give me everything that you, like, your company, all your money, everything that you uh, own. And so so Matthew Patel taking over the league kind of changes the fate of the evil exes as well. And uh, it's just all really interesting. Um, Ramona kind of gets to explore some of her relationships with the exes and, like why things ended and you know there's a lot more closure um than there was in the movie where it was just fighting (laughs) so it goes a little deeper um and and the plot's really interesting it's just it's kind of a little a fun little adventure lots of wacky things happen there's uh lots of easter eggs of other voice actors besides the original cast oh Um, Oh. yeah there's a whole (sighs) Young Neil ends up writing a script for a movie okay. about Scott. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they end up filming the movie. And then the guy they get to play Wallace 
is no good and Wallace ends up coming in and replacing him, playing himself. (laughs) 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 This gets very meta and weird and funny. Um, Obviously, my favorite episode was the Lucas Lee episode where she went back and was hanging out with him and doing a lot of stuff. Um, Also, there's an announcer kind of in the... Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's not really a narrator, but like he just kind of like says where they are or whatever. And then whenever a fight starts, he kind of announces like, you know, Ramona Flowers versus whoever she's fighting. Um, And that guy is a guy I follow on Instagram who's a voice actor. And I was so excited for him to like have gotten that job. That's cool. Nice. I was shocked that all of um, the voices came back. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, one of those, yeah, we got everybody back for, like, the first episode and, you know, Mm -hmm. and no, everybody's there for all eight, which is awesome. I feel like that it was a result of the pandemic. Like, everybody has a recording studio in their home now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So they could do, like, Zoom interviews and, you know, record audio or whatever they needed to do. Um, But, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, what am I forgetting about, honey? <laughs> he's he's got a very processing deer in headlights look on his face. I can't think of anything. Do you see the pinwheel it turning? It was yeah. It was just it was just an interesting take on Scott Pilgrim. I like it was fun. Yeah. I, I like when the, Karen uh, describes. I like the music. Face. There was a. There was a syphil- legit Syphilinalia song in there, which made me really happy. Interesting. What? Yeah. My United States of Whatever, which most people what don't know is a Syphilinalia song. It was. Yeah, a, I did not know that. Was, yeah, the song was... It, they mentioned a character, Zappo, from Syphilinalia in the song. It originally... It originated from an episode of the show where Syphil... Uh, sorry, Ollie moved to uh, um, Seattle... And came back with this whatever attitude. And like the whole episode is him saying whatever. And then at the end of it, the almost the end of the show song is my United States of whatever. And then he was so taken with that song that he released it as a single and it gained its own degree of popularity. But it's a Syphil and Ollie song. Wow. So when that played in the show, I was like, that's a Syphil and Ollie song in this show. And it's awesome. They also had the uh, the soundtrack was all done by Anna Monaguchi. Yeah. Um, which is... Uh, They're great. Pretty cool. Um, and except for this, the theme song, which was done by somebody else, which was also good. Yeah. Good stuff all around. Yeah. So um, if you're a Scott Pilgrim fan, I highly recommend. Or just like a 90s kid. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, just watch it if you're a fan of anything. Anna Monaguchi, Sifilinali, Scott Pilgrim, I mean, the, comics, the video list of video actors games, and actresses or in it. Animation. Like... <laughs> yeah. There's no reason not to watch it. Quick question. Side note. And it's... And it's okay. Is there really a beef between Kieran Culkin and... Um, oh, my God. Who's a... The actor that was in he was um, Mando. Pedro Pascal. Pascal? Yeah, Is I it, have no I idea. Don't think so. <laughs> okay, because I, I feel like it was Pedro Pascal 
did like an award show and he came out with a sling on and he flat out said that and i'm assuming it was a joke but that uh, kirian culkin beat the shit out of him what what hold on are you just like looking at facebook right now Is no that no it was it because i just saw karen's in the in the list and um I was like, why do I feel like there was something like deeper? Yeah, yeah, no, it was a joke. Okay, I, 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 there's this ongoing thing between, and it's probably like a Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman kind of situation. But I, I caught me off guard earlier, probably in the week when I saw it. I was like, oh my goodness, is that real? Are they really upset with each other? Yes. No, I guess they were both up for the same award and um, Karen Culkin won it and said, it's mine. Suck it, Pedro Pascal. There you go. <laughs> and then later, Pedro came out on stage and, and made that joke. All right. <laughs> Good to know. That's fantastic. Speaking of side notes, did y'all see that new Avatar trailer? No. Nope. Should we? I mean... Look, it's very difficult to tell what the actual content of the show is going to be, but they've certainly nailed the look. Okay. I don't think I saw the trailer, unless it's the one you showed me. Um, is, it, is there a new one? I do, I, it, I a do new know. One from yesterday. Okay. Oh, no, I don't think I saw that one yet. But I do know that the Cabbages guy, the voice actor of the Cabbages guy, is is do, is in the movie. Shut your face. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yes. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, again, I don't, I don't, it, it all makes me very nervous. I know they're changing a handful of things. Um, they've already said that there were, there were going to be some tweaks made. So things are going to work a little bit differently. Um, but that's just the, uh, the nature of adapting animated animation to live action. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. All right. See, see what you're cooking with, but I got the look down. <laughs> like they really got the look of this show that it, looks so so much better than that horrid movie um and the 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 casting all seems good i'm I'm liking i'm liking what i'm seeing from from pretty much everybody uh ang is uh he's very much a kid which is what you want but also that's one of those things that can get very scary when doing a a live action adaptation because you know you have you have adults or at least older people who sound like kids voicing kids in, in a lot of these shows because mm-hmm. uh, you can do that but you can't really do that in live action so you gotta get kids who can act and I can say that so far I like this kid better than the kid who played him in the movie who played Ong in the movie <laughs> my favorite character is Ong I hate everything we're all gonna find out in about a month I'm yeah, just gonna tell you guys close. right now I'm watching the trailer silently as we are having this conversation and I have goosebumps and I want to pee a little like I need to right? it's freaky. Yeah. I think the one that, that knocked me out the most was Daniel day Kim as the fire Lord. Yes. Holy crap. He looks just like the cat, mm-hmm. the cartoon character. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. They're showing the fight with Boomy. <gasps> okay. Sorry. Right. Boomy showing. I was like, Oh my God. Like they're just fucking doing this, God. man. This is ridiculous. Oh my God. I hope it's good. I really want it to be good. good. I mean, they're showing 
direct like some of this is directly out of like some of the scenes though like when he's with the uh the blue guardian if you will or whatever or blue demon the, whatever the blue spirit blue spirit yeah and he does the, when they have that fight like right outside of the yep. yeah like they're oh my god oh my god and Oppa's fur looks so soft okay it's fine i'm not excited i'm not excited i'm not excited <laughs> I, uh, it's, it, Sokka's hard for me, right? Yeah. Because he doesn't sound like the cartoon character. Like, he's sarcastic as fuck, but he doesn't, he's not the same voice, and that mm-hmm. voice is so specific, you know? Yes. Like, I, I, I don't know that actor's name, but he also plays the, uh, Prince, uh, Callum in the Dragon Prince, but, like, that, that is such a specific voice for Sokka. So, like, having somebody else play Sokka is really weird to me, but, um, you know, boomerang. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited Good. and terrified. I really hope it's not awful. Yeah. All right. How, how far away is it? A month? A month. A month. Okay. It's coming. Right uh, around right. the corner. Cool. Lots cool. of stuff's right around the corner. Yeah. I don't want to uh, think about it. I know it's, there's so many shows. We we just started season three of uh, uh, the morning show. We're like, well, you know, we got to do something. We got to we, we got to get this. We got to take care of this business because things are coming. So, uh, and that was that was good. But I've uh, I've I've been watching. I'm coming up on the end of uh, the West Wing finally, and uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about the last season or two of the show because it's really interesting the way they did it. And I'm almost sad that it ended because I wanted to see where it went. Um, even though it was, you know, that was the ending of the show. I get why it ended, <laughs> but uh, um, I would have watched a show of where things went, right? Because it's the end of his presidency. So mm-hmm. what they do with this last season, I think it's the last two seasons, is they sp- kind of split the show in two, and uh, you follow you're following the campaign of the because you know Bartlett can't run again he's had two terms so you're following the campaign of the uh you know the the nominees for democrats and and republicans you're following their campaign for half the episodes and then the other half of the episodes is what's still going on at the white house so it's like it 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 really did an interesting job of splitting into two different shows with plenty of crossover obviously but like they're all they're they basically split the episodes as in like this episode is going to be about the campaign trail. This episode is going to be about what's going on back at the White House. And I think they handled it really gracefully. Um, cause these, uh, they're, they're very interesting characters. Uh, I don't know. I got to look up the, uh, how close I am to the end of this. Uh, the West Wang it was 1999 to 2006. Goodness it's funny. Gracious. It says you're doing a, a West Wing, West West Wing rewatch. A West Wing rewatch. I started to to do. Uh, I feel like it's a first watching of Studio Sixty, and that show is fantastic. So good. Yeah, I like Studio Sixty a lot, but uh, it 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 fell into some it fell into some traps. There was mm. there was some less than great writing involved in that show, but it was well put together enough that it didn't ultimately matter to me. Uh, yeah, so it is the last two seasons of following. Uh, it's Jimmy Smith's versus... Alan Alda. Alan Alda. 
uh, right? Because Jimmy Smith is the the Democrat nominee, and Alan Alda is the Republican. And there's some like really interesting stuff that happens between the two of them. They're they don't just they they don't paint Vinick uh, Alan Alda's character as just a straight up villain or anything. It's a they they cover a lot of topics. That's again, I mentioned this last time we talked about it. It's just absolutely hysterical. Looking back on what was this? Uh, this must have been two thousand four. Of just like the sheer shock and 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 a appall of oh this what 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 church is this guy going to go to or like what what a faux pas this is that's he did something like without etiquette or whatever and it's like. <laughs> Man, you look at where the Republican Party is now. It's just like mm-hmm. none of none of these people would stand a chance in a room of like even attempting to be somewhat um poised, <laughs> decent. <laughs> like it just there's just no sense of it at all. Um but it is it, I, I thought I thought it was a really fascinating show and I know exactly how it ends cuz I watched this whole show I think twice through before. Um and I would have kept watching. Like, I really would have. Like, it would have been a whole new cast, because it's a whole new administration, but I would have been very interested to see where it went from there. But there's a lot of the details of what happens in between I've forgotten about, so it's fun, you know, going through and seeing all these episodes again and being, I don't know, able to take it for the fantasy that it is. Um, so I just, you know, to to, to sidebar real quick i was both uh very happy and also very heartbroken to see that there was a uh there was an actual democratic debate recently that had two relatively when i say young people they're not like actually young they're just like half joe biden's age uh, <laughs> which is still old uh but uh they were just they were having a, a well-mannered intelligent debate with one another and i was like man can we just can we put these people out in the world? Cause that's really interesting to me listening to these two people argue about things rationally and respectfully. Like this is wild and they're both like young and coherent and I would be very interested to learn more about it. But I hadn't, well, that was exciting. That was like, Oh, there are people that talk like this, that are referencing history when they're making their arguments. Like there are, there are actual people in the world who are running for president that are like this. That's really heartwarming. And then it was heartbreaking to think of like, I've never heard of either of these people before. Mm-hmm. Like that's how far behind, how far like, removed the, they are, how far removed everyone is from like the, the democratic nomination is just like, Oh, it's Joe Biden. I, I don't care if you want him or not. That's who it is. That's your choice. And it's like, but there are other people out there who have, ideas and and are well spoken and are interesting i'd like to at least learn more about them and have the option to decide whether or not i want to vote for them and that's it's simply not an option and it's it's really that that part of it's depressing but it was exciting to at least see that um there are people out there that are trying to you know trying to do good because it's it's just nice to see some sort of hope out there in the world and the West Wing is a really good show. Mm-hmm. Did you start watching it again because it's an election year? Or? No, okay. no, I was uh, on a, um, a Sorkin kick. I had rewatched Sports Night, and then I, uh, after Sports Night, I was like, "Well, his next show was West Wing, so I guess I'll move on to that." 
And then uh, Matthew Perry died. So I swapped over to Studio 60 real quick. And then I came back to finish West Wing and all. I don't know where I'm going next. Because like, part of me was like, I haven't watched the newsroom in a while. And that's a good show. But I'm a little sorkened out because West Wing's a long-ass show. <laughs> yes. Um, I was thinking of making the switch to... I haven't rewatched Briscoe County Jr. in a long time. Oh, boy. That would be a really fun one to put on in the background. <laughs> Man, I love that show. I had a thought on another one, too, that I wasn't sure sure what to do with yet. But, yeah, no, it was had nothing to do with it being an election year. It was just it was the kind of show I was in the mood for. Hmm. I might be doing more Law & Order, too. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't started watching the new season yet. Uh, but we just looked at the, the picture that's on the Plex for it. And there's some dude there I didn't recognize. And I didn't see Burn Notice on the screen. And, like, because that dude was the worst. <laughs> he's, he's not a good actor. <laughs> you know, says the guy recording a podcast in his basement in New Jersey. But still, uh, I was, he was much better in the last season. But, man, that first, se- that first season with him in it, their first revival season, was just like, man, he is just not good at this acting thing. I don't understand why he's here. Uh, but it seems that he might not be around anymore. So now I'm really excited to start the new season. But... We want to we want to get through uh we want to get through get caught up on morning show which continues to be really good. Um the <laughs> the first ep- quick sidebar the first episode of season 3 did not land where I expected it to, right? Cuz this is a very you know, the show is very grounded in reality obviously. Uh so when the first episode ended with uh Reese Witherspoon quite literally lost in space, I was very concerned <laughs> where things were going <laughs> but the uh, the big bad of uh the big bad of season three seems to be a, a cyber attack on the company which was holy crap it, it was the whole thing's been very riveting to watch um it's such an interesting show it's such a good show uh and i can't wait to see where it's going and then uh watch some trashy law and order episodes because <laughs> yay i just uh flipped over to imdb to look up like is to to confirm that burn notice is gone and he is he's been replaced by a detective vincent riley apparently but on the on the page for this law and order episode is an ad for reacher so i can see what evan was talking about this dude looks like a real life rob liefeld drawing <laughs> see <laughs> nah, not rob liefeld there's feet yeah i mean but it like, depends on what the picture well, is the, right? the picture only goes down like to his hips oh so. perfect perfect yeah i've yes. seen pictures of this dude he is unreasonable yeah yeah <laughs> and it's it's so deceiving because like most of the time he's just by himself on screen so it's very little like comparison but yeah, as soon as they throw another it. human in there yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck your day up. <laughs> he's a walking Buick. He's yeah. Honestly though, like it's so much fun to just watch him like break people. <laughs> and then he walks into a room and I feel like even like all the extras are like genuinely intimidated by his presence. And I'm like, what does that feel like? <laughs> There was a scene where he had to sneak into a hospital to to threaten some guy to get some information, and it was him and Neely, and they were both trying to like dress up in scrubs. <laughs> like, there's no fucking way. Yeah, they don't make scrubs. Nobody's looking size. at this moving house yeah. dressed in scrubs and not going, huh? Hmm, mm. that guy sticks out like a sore thumb. No, yeah, especially. But what's weird is like I don't know how tall he is because Neely next to him, she's like waif thin but she doesn't disappear next to him either but i think that's also just because she's such a badass she her presence carries her 
Speaking of size differences, there was an episode of uh, West Wing where, in the season I'm in, uh, um, CJ's... Christian Chenoweth. CJ. Allison Janney. Allison Janney uh, is in the scene walking (laughs) down a hallway next to Christian Chenoweth. Mm Mm-hmm. There's like a two foot height difference between the fucking <laughs> yeah. two of them. Like Allison Janney's a tall woman, and yeah. this and Christian Chenoweth is freaking tiny, so and it tiny. was just hysterical. <laughs> That's I think fantastic. I think somebody said something like, "It's hard to believe they're both from the same species." It's <laughs> <laughs> Good comedy. All right. Well, with that, I think we should take ourselves a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Monarch. Legacy of Monsters. You're listening to this week's episode from Geekade.com. Stick around. Hi, everyone. Chris here. Podcast listening is free, but podcast creation is not. That's why the Geekade Patreon exists. In an effort to help us pay the bills, we've got a Patreon page set up where you can gain access to our monthly podcast topic schedule, get early access to many of our shows, and more. If you'd like to help support Geekade and keep these shows running week after week, head over to the Geekade Patreon page, linked in the show notes of this very podcast. We are safe at home, the leading dog rescue in the heart of New Jersey. Are you searching for a loyal companion, a dog that will bring love and joy to your home? Look no further than Safe at Home. At Safe at Home, we believe in giving every dog a second chance. We rescue, rehabilitate, and find loving forever homes for dogs in need, right here in the Garden State. Our dogs are ready to make a lasting impact on your life. Each one has a unique story, a wagging tail, and an incredible capacity for love. When you adopt from Safe at Home, you're not just gaining a pet, you're becoming a part of our family. Our dedicated team ensures a seamless adoption process, providing ongoing support and guidance. With New Jersey's beautiful parks, beaches, and trails, you and your new furry friend will have endless opportunities for adventures and cherished memories. Safe at Home relies on the support of compassionate individuals like you. Your donations and volunteer work enable us to continue saving lives and finding forever homes for these amazing dogs. Join us in creating a safer, happier community for dogs in New Jersey. Together we can make a difference and give every dog the chance to feel safe at home. Visit our website or call us now to learn about how you can be a part of the Safe at Home mission. Safe at Home, because every dog deserves to be loved and protected www.safeathomerescue.org Welcome back, everybody. It's time to talk about Monarch. The Monarch! <laughs> Legacy <Damn>. of Monsters. <laughs> this is a show about a skinny man dressed as a butterfly trying to capture Dr. Venture. No. Okay. Monarch. That this is, is a show about assistant. a skinny man dressed as a butterfly trying to capture Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. There is a, a scientist the lady. <laughs> uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters premiered on November 17th, 2023 on Apple TV+. Plus. It's a Godzilla show about people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, Let that one sink uh, in. The, the homework was to watch the first episode, which we did. Uh, we watched it last night. And it was very interesting. 
Um, the the U.S. attack was in San Diego. Was yes. that what they were saying? Yeah, yeah. San Francisco. San Francisco. I San Francisco. Oh, yeah, whatever. California. I, I kept meaning to check. Was it in the place that the Matthew Broderick movie took place? No. Like, is, was that the same same no. city? I can't remember. No, that was New York. Because that no. would. I thought that was supposed to be in New York. I thought so too. Was that in New York? Yeah. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. <laughs> Oddly, I put it on in the background one day. <laughs> Because, you know, I, I didn't hate it. I remember no. seeing the theater and thought it was pretty neat, but I never watched it again. And I think that's where I'm going to leave it because <laughs> I feel remembered. like if I do watch it again, I'm going to feel differently about it. probably. probably. Uh, so, yeah, this was this was pretty neat. It's a lot of time jumping going on stories. Uh, you know, it started off with the uh, uh, skinny John Goodman on <sighs> Kong's uh, Skull Island. That was, that was neat. so, so, like, that was, that, the, okay, for the amount of effort that they put into the CGI for the giant spider that he was fighting and the giant crab that he was working with, the skinny running version of John Goodman was just not right. Not right. And that was real life. <laughs> No, like, no, it no doesn't. That's, that's that's what he looks like now. Uh, he's he's lost a, a ton of weight, which yeah. is wild because like maybe last week I was watching the episodes of uh, West Wing with John Goodman in him when mm-hmm. he did not look anything like that. He looked like I remember John Goodman looking. Uh, but yeah, it's like he's almost unrecognizable. Like his voice is so very distinct. It's like yeah, that's definitely John Goodman. But wow, and good for him. Yeah. You know? I mean, ducking and weaving that giant daddy long leg. Yeah, good for him. And the scale is yeah. This show hit very (sighs) specifically hit uh, two of Karen's like biggest fears. Yeah, this show was specifically attacking me and my trauma. Not my trauma so much as my fears. Um, with the giant spider attacking my arachnophobia, and then I also have a fear of falling off of a bridge inside of a vehicle which you know the school bus scene flashback covered that That, so that was rough seeing like i did not expect i really thought that she would save all of the children like you know that last ditch like you know the 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 last kid has to jump out to say like no you actually heard children scream on the way down like ooh, this is where this show is going okay yeah, they just, uh, they let you have it with that one. They're like, oh, do you want to save children? That sucks. So, yeah, that was. Yeah, and I thought I was, I was, I, what I'd heard about this show was that it was, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a monster. It's a Godzilla show, but it's really about the people mm-hmm. and that that wasn't necessarily a bad thing. And I have to say that I, I was pretty interested in everything that was going on with the people. They made the people story actually interesting, which is not, I don't have the most history with Godzilla movies, but it hasn't really been my experience that I've been interested in much other than let's watch Godzilla, you know, mess up Tokyo. Uh, but yeah, this, this, um, they all have everything with this girl trying to figure out who was her dad, what was going on with this second family. And, um, What's going on with uh, Wyatt Russell? Who's the... I see? I thought that uh, the woman's husband or fiance. I was sure he was not going to make it out of it alive. 
like wait, as we're wait, watching, I was like, wait, "Well, which, this guy's got wait, dead guys." Did guy you watch the whole season? And then Karen no. pointed out that, like, no, that's John Goodman's character. Like, what? Uh, Didn't even realize that. So yeah, John Goodman's character is that guy, and um, wow, Russell Crowe, <laughs> Kurt Russell is the other guy. There was the so at the end of. This episode now we uh, I can't remember if we you and me and Angie watched the second episode or we did. I okay I don't remember what happens because the end of this episode her grandmother gets eaten by bugs or at least gets taken away by bugs the problem is for, okay I have a I have you know it's sometimes it's a little tough for me to follow time jumps especially when they're very not linear. Um, this one was jumping back and forth and then there was like a point where it went from John Goodman to 2013 for like two minutes and then back to 2015. Wait, I wrote down all the dates because I was telling you that I found that confusing too. So the time periods that we had were 1959 Kazakhstan. Okay, so that's uh, which is the group of the three, the two scientists and the uh, you know wish Captain America, <laughs> and then 1973 is Monster Goodman or John Goodman with monsters. 2013, they find the stuff he dropped off the cliff. 2014 plus five days was Godzilla Day. Um, when they did that flashback, and then 2015, the girl is in Japan and her dad is dead. Or, well, dad's not around. Well, dad is assumed to be dead. Now. Died off screen. Yeah. Yes. But, um, the, the, her grandmother at the very end of the episode gets, you know, they're climbing up the, the ropes. He, you know, reach for my hand, reach for my hand. They're being attacked by, you know, Godzilla bugs and she falls. Yeah. But before that. She, the granddaughter sees a picture of her grandmother in a footprint of Godzilla, or what I would assume is a Godzilla footprint. And she says, that's my grandmother. Now, I really thought that grandma had plot immunity because that, I thought she, like they were in the process of figuring out what's going on. Is that old well, that could Time be time pro- stuff. Well, they they covered. Did you guys watch past the first episode? Nope. No. Okay. So I think spoiler alert, but I think they actually cover that photo in particular in the second episode. Okay. Because like I'm trying to understand. So because that's when they see at the end of the episode. Remember what they were watching at the end of the second episode? At the end of the second episode, they saw two things fighting. Oh, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I do not remember. I'm going to okay. have to rewatch the second episode because we watched it a while ago. But now, Doctor Yamamoto, Young Lee Shaw, and I don't know the other guy's name. Like when they are hunting in Russia, is that a post Godzilla situation? Like, do they know about Godzilla? <laughs> like, I, that's that's my only problem. I don't know when that is actually taking place. Was there something that I missed? Do we ha- anybody have any idea? In Kazakhstan? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, the 
think they know about Godzilla. They know about Kaiju. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to the dialogue fully at that point, but uh, it felt like they were like on a team specifically designated to explore these kind of phenomenon. Okay, so it didn't it didn't strike me out of the ordinary that 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 footprint photo could exist. You know, before prior to when she okay. died, because or, I thought they were they were investigating the radiation situation, and I thought like maybe there was a, a bomb or something like that. I didn't, I couldn't tell if they were actually like when they came across the bugs. Like I really thought that there should have been a bigger reaction to finding giant bug eggs. <laughs> like, but that's just me. Other than yay. <laughs> <laughs> Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Yeah. <laughs> run away, run away. They are they are doing what? a very good job of making me care about the characters, which is a rarity in a giant monster movie and or show. Yeah, like Chris said about people. The thing that freaked me out about the time jumps was that um, Anders Holm, who is the husband in the 1959 scenes, okay. is, the, is young John Goodman. Those scenes are only 14 years apart. What the hell happened? Uh-huh. Same thing that happened to Obi-Wan. <laughs> Dude looked like Ewan McGregor and then shows up looking like Alec Guinness. Hey-o. That Tatooine is harsh. <laughs> wow. Stress. It'll get you. John. Yeah. John. So, I don't, I don't know. I liked it. Do you guys I know think you guys keep like watching? It. You had already seen some of it. Uh when <laughs> yeah fair. i'd like to keep watching but again it's a depends on when things happen i just realized was it resident aliens coming back soon mm-hmm. god i've missed it Things happening this is some bullshit <laughs> I, wa- I don't want to keep watching it if they're gonna do the time jumping shit all the way through that just makes it more like i like watching a show and just being able to just like enjoy and not really have to overthink about things because I'm supposed to be being entertained. Evan, when he had to watch Witcher, literally found another version of the show that had been created by someone who cut it apart and put it back together in chronological order so he didn't have to deal with the time jump. So much better. I know. I was the one who found it for him. So much better. And I was just going to say, like, you got to wait for somebody to come out with a a re-edit of this show. Like but honestly, when things like that, it. like when when a show makes me think things like with things like that, um, my answer is usually to just not um, and not worry about it too much. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, whatever, however many episodes down the road, it doesn't matter anymore. They, you know, they bring everything together. I like and sometimes it it ends up with me like being surprised by things that I wouldn't be surprised by if I had been able to follow it more closely and that's kind of fun so i don't mind it so much Mm. i at least have the the like the thing working in my favor unlike the witcher everybody looks different like the problem with the witcher is all of those time jumps that motherfucker looked exactly the same so i couldn't tell (laughs) what was what and when (laughs) now i at least know when it's young russell I know what time it is, as opposed to old Russell. I get it. You know what time it is? Turn it. Okay. <laughs> Young Russell. 
This this is I will now continue to watch the show because I like I want to see more giant monsters. Can I, this be the next thing we watch together? Because we're kind of out of other stuff to watch together right now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And these are long episodes too. I know. I but I like the show, and it, the thing is, like we've talked about some other TV shows recently, where like it's stuff that came back that I thought I was going to be more into. Like I don't know. If you've gone further on Loki, but I still haven't. Nope. I hovered on it, clicked to watch an episode, and then went, eh. Like, no, just- there, there's, like, so that's the thing. Like, there's a number of shows. Like, we wanted to continue with Good Omens. We have yet to do that. Oh, I do want to watch that, though. Um, Loki, that was another one. And Loki finishes strong. I'll, does it? I'll, yeah. I'll tell you that. Everyone um, says it. I just was like, it. The, I'm not invested enough in this journey right now to like go back to it and get through all of the other stuff to get to a strong finish. But like, that could also have just been my mood. And in fairness, like y'all know this already, but I've had this big art show coming up, so I've been spending most of my time like working on stuff. So I'm not, I'm not even watching anything new most days because I can't invest in my time and attention being on the screen. I had to be focused on, you know, like making art and stuff. So I was art and hard. (laughs) I am. I am. Okay. So I am still hate watching night court for some reason. The new one. I don't know why I'm doing that. (laughs) He can't stop. I can't stop. And I know it's bad. Like now I'm actively going, man, this is bad. And then he laughs at it too. And I'm like, but you don't like it. What's happening? It's um, It's like Stockholm syndrome for television. It it really, it, it really is. But I came across the, a show called death and other details, which. Oh yes. I keep getting ads for this in my feed. They want everybody who watch, uh, only murders to watch this show. I, I, that's what I was going to say. I'm getting those kind of vibes from it, and as opposed to really funny characters or funny actors, you got Mandy Patinkin. So I'm going to check that out and see how that is because I like a good mystery. Looks do fun. you? I do. I do. <laughs> Looks like fun. We shall see. Yeah. Overall, I think it's cool. I want to keep going with Monarch. Um, I like I, I the standoffishness between the siblings is kind of like, eh, like I don't know, but seems Evan, mildly forced. Yeah, <laughs> but like also Evan was watching me just like lose my shit over Japanese thing. Like it was literally just because Japan. Like there was a point where a car was turning down a street, and I was like, "Do you know why the streets are so narrow? Do you want me to tell you about it? Do you want me to tell you the history of the infrastructure of Japan and how the streets were formed and that their fire trucks are different sizes?" And, blah, blah. and he was like, nope. "Please stop talking." <laughs> And then no, I was I like, don't. did you know about the building codes in Tokyo? And he's like, no, I didn't, honey. I don't need to know that. And I was like, how about hugging? And he was like, okay. Like, I just, You're going to make me shut this off, aren't you? Yeah. It was like every – and it wasn't all at once, but it was like periodically throughout the episode where like little things that uh, from my like when I was a white girl who wanted to be Japanese days when I was 13 watching too much anime were just like coming out. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. Uh, 13? Yeah. Well, I had, I mean, yeah, no. Okay. Okay. When I was today years old, when I realized that I'm still that same person on the inside and I still really want to go to Japan. And I've had a lot of friends that are adulting better than me and they've gone to Japan like more than once. And they're adulting differently than you. Not better. (sighs) 
fine. Well, okay, fine. Um, so I'm, I've been a little bit like, it's just been on my mind. Um, and, uh, yeah, just thinking about that. And then when I'm watching something and they're like speaking Japanese and I'm over here on like day 500 something of Duolingo doing Spanish and I'm still like, what the fuck does Ola mean? Um, just kidding guys. Goodbye. I know, but right. yeah. <laughs> um, it's just one of those things where like, I just always loved Japanese so much as a language and I've always wanted to go explore that culture and that part of the world. And, uh, I think I'm kind of just enjoying that they're actually putting them in a setting where they're in Japan. Like that's just, I don't know. It's fun for me. It's such a stupid little thing, but I didn't realize how much it was catching my interest and it is. So, and I like when there's like moments where they, where we had subtitles on and they're like speaks in Japanese. And I was like, I know what they're saying. (laughs) And you can tell when they're going to then immediately say, this is what my mother said yeah, because they don't translate it in the subtitles. (laughs) If they're not going to say it, they translate it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's cool. And I hope there will be more monsters. I'm assuming that there will be. But I do think it's cool that they're giving us, like, time jumps and totally different cast members and, like, very quickly building chemistry between them. Like, it, this was a really good first episode to me. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I, it was, I was enthralled by it. I would like to watch more of it at some point. Someday. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. <sighs> Thanks right. for the pick. It was a yeah, good one. Good job, sir. Huzzah. Well, all righty then. Let's let's wrap this up. Um, everyone gets a, a monarch. It's a thumbs up from everybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a good time. It's good fun. Absolutely. Cool. Giant monster. All right. Well, uh, in that case, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. This week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. You can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord, where there's an entire This Week's Episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk, and of course, the regular Geekade social media accounts linked to in the show notes. The four of us can be found in various ways. You can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can people find you? At STM Stitches on Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, and Etsy. What about you, Angie? Where can people find you? Check out my Instagram. I'm posting a lot of fun new stuff there. It's a for not. Uh, at A for not, and last name is F E R N O T. And Evan, what about you? Check us out at uh, TalesOfCapeFear.com. If you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we all know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh, original content. Back to me. Hey, Karen, I believe it's your pick. What's our homework? It is, and I was prepared this time, you guys. <laughs> what? Lies. I know. I don't like it. <laughs> Just check the temperature in hell. Um... A friend recommended this show to me, and uh, while I find the subject matter interesting, I also know that I'm probably not going to check it out unless I'm, like, assigned it, so I'm going to choose it for our homework. 
Uh, it's a Netflix docu-series called High on the Hog, and we're going to watch episode one our, called Our Roots. Okay. Okay. Cool. And I'm not going to tell you anything Roots. more about it. I love yeah, this. Going heard blind. All right. Cool. Yes. Well, that was fun. And that is going to be it for us. I'm Chris. I'm Karen. I'm Angie. It was all done with CGI. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.